Madison's impending budget woes was the subject of a more than two-hour presentation on Tuesday, where City Finance Director Dave Schmidicke and his staff outlined causes and what are likely to be painful solutions. You have to pass a balanced budget. That is the uh, law of Wisconsin as well as it is in its constitution. The problem stems from a few factors. The first is a projected $27 million structural deficit for 2025. That means the city isn't raising enough revenue to match the cost of the projected operating budget. And state lawmakers aren't helping the problem. Of all Wisconsin's cities, towns, and villages, Madison is getting one of the lowest amounts per resident in state aid after lawmakers overhauled the formula for shared revenue last summer. According to one analysis from the Wisconsin Policy Forum, only the village of Merton in Waukesha County received less per resident than Madison. The state legislature restricts other options for raising the required cash. The city's largely maxed out its largest revenue source, property taxes. Madison's revenue is taking a hit, but a growing population is driving an increased demand for city services, and the city's expenses are increasing. The current operating budget, approved last November, is the highest budget on record for the city. Finally, Madison's debt service, paying off its credit card for projects in the last decade or so, accounts for just under 16% of the city's 2024 budget. While that's more or less the state average, debt payments could take on a bigger share of the city's budget in future years. Schmidicke says that debt service is a non-negotiable part of the city's budget. We cannot reduce debt service. That is for debt that's already been incurred. We have both serious financial and reputational consequences of not paying that debt back. While balancing the budget will likely include several approaches, there are two broad options for balancing next year's budget, decrease expenses or increase revenue. Alders could decide to cover the $27 million shortfall by reducing personnel and services. According to Schmidicke, those cuts would have to be extreme. One way to look at it is $27 million is equal to the entire streets division budget. As a percentage of the budget, what does $27 million mean? So obviously, as I mentioned, we cannot cut debt service. So if you take that out and leave the rest of the general fund budget, that's an 8% across the board cut. They could also roll back new initiatives. Later in the meeting, Alder Sabrina Madison of the Far East Side said the council should consider the consequences of sweeping cuts. Chief Barnes just talked about like the state of Madison's public safety. And because the numbers seem to be pretty good and crime is down, that means hopefully that uh, investing in violence prevention programming is work is working. And so for me, I'm just thinking about like what we cut or what we don't cut or what we create to sort of like get through all of this, not losing focus on crime prevention. So if alders decide they want to continue city services and staff wages from this year to the next, they will need to find a way to increase revenue. Schmidicke says the city would need to create new special charges or increase existing revenue sources like flat fees. He says that some city programs could support low-income residents with increasing charges and fees to offset equity concerns on that path. One example? The little-used MADCAP program, which helps reduce utility costs for low-income residents. Schmidicke presented a third option, to increase property taxes, the city's primary revenue source. 
but that would require approval from voters this year through a referendum on the ballot. And should they say yes, Schmidicki says the increased property taxes would only be a Band-Aid solution and not sustainable in fixing the problem long term. Under state law, in terms of the way the referendum has to be structured, you can do either a one-time increase. So let's say it's $10 million. You can do $10 million once and it goes away. That's one option. The other option is to do $10 million and that $10 million stays there permanently out into the future. But $10 million permanently becomes a smaller and smaller share of the budget you know, over time as costs go up. Several alders on Tuesday seemed reluctant to be called on for such a big decision. But Mayor Rhodes-Conway says these tough choices are up to the council. And she's asking for their buy-in early, at the start of a tough budget cycle, as city staff begin to draft their budget requests for 2025. That's part of why we're here so early, uh, is that, that we are in the process now of crafting that message to staff. Um, and I don't want to send them a signal that you all are not comfortable with. If the council signals they're open to a referendum in November, it would need to be approved by late August. That's because state law requires all ballot items to be submitted 70 days prior to an election. The city budget process, though, is typically finalized and adopted in the second week of November. So if city leaders opt to push a referendum, they'd still need to prepare a second backup budget. The council has just weeks to decide on the path forward. The council is slated to discuss their options at a meeting in three weeks on March 5th. Reporting for WORT News, I'm Faye Parks.